This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, hello. Welcome to Twin Flame Transformation Season 2. My name is Michelle, and I will be your host and guide. On today's episode, I want to talk about polarities and ascension and what this means for twin flames. Also, don't forget to stay to the end where you'll get to hear another twin flame share their personal twin flame experience so far. And thank you to every Twin Flame who has sent their story in. The feedback continues to come in that these Twin Flame shares are very healing and helpful. Thank you, thank you, all of you. Okay, let's get started. So as you know, we live in a planet of polarities. On Earth, we know the light because we have darkness. We know when we're up because we know there's a down. We can't have a left without a right or a day without a night. Now, when we meet our twin flame, there are often spiritual activations or spiritual knowings that are revealed, right? Our, or our soul is activated in a new way. But whatever it is, most people experience some higher vibration resonance that comes on board. And this is usually true for the divine feminine. And so the message that is coming through is the grounding that is necessary for this twin flame journey is important. Interaction and union with your twin flame before both of your energy bodies are equipped to handle this intense level of energy can sometimes cause more damage than good. In the past, one could only get spiritual information from a teacher or a guide, or they traveled to the Himalayas to study with a guru. But because of all the spiritual information that's available on the internet, there are many twin flames that are psychically advancing. But without the specific guidance to balance that psychic energy by going downwards in the body and grounding and or clearing the unconscious wounding and old beliefs in the body. And this unbalance of polarity causes the body to feel unsafe. And then this feeling unsafe in the body causes the human to look for more and more spiritual answers when what is actually needed is to balance out the polarities and heal and love and understand the lower vibrational energies. For example, if the body and mind are living in the third dimension and the spiritual practices and beliefs are living in the fifth, there's discordance within the system. Now, if your mind is silent and your unconscious has been made conscious and the vibration of all your cells have been raised and they're filled with light, then this shift to 5D is easy for your mind and body because your mind and body are already aligned in that higher vibration. Right here on earth, all parts of us have to operate together, mind, body, and soul. We came down as souls to incarnate into our body. And so our mind and body have to come into coherence with our soul in order for true ascension to occur. 
And this process can't be rushed as there are, there are millennia of patterns in the bodies and beliefs in the mind that need repatterning and reparenting. And there are discordant energies in the collective that we are also navigating through. And these decades of programming and denser energies don't just change overnight, but but the earth and the, and the area around the earth is changing. We are entering into a different time period. We are in a different time period. The veil is thinner. And so change can happen quicker than before, but it still does take time. And the other thing that it's important to remember is we can't just, and we don't want to just eradicate the polarities, right? We want to be able to come into harmony with the light and the dark. We can't just get rid of the dark, but we can love it and understand it and heal it, right? We want to come into harmony with the light and the dark, the masculine and the feminine, the above, the spiritual above and the below, the shadows and darkness below. So when we meet our twin flame, we're activated on that soul level. And then we do our research and our mind sort of tries to get on board. But anything that's not aligned in our mind and body with that soul energy of our twin flame is what causes all of our triggers and the push and pull energy and the separation energy right? It causes us to obsess about them in an unhealthy way because obsession isn't loving. That's not love, right? And when we think about them, are we thinking about them with an open heart full of acceptance and wanting the, the best for them? Or are we thinking about them needing, wanting, missing something from them? So I invite you to think about this. Part of the job of our body and our mind is to create habits so that our life can be made easier, right? Imagine if we had to learn how to drive a car each time we had to go somewhere. That would be a lot of work, right? But however, this brilliant mechanism of our mind and body is also what creates these subconscious patterns and habits of thinking that we developed growing up and that may no longer be serving us, but yet it's running our lives. And so when our thoughts adhere to the new energy of the 5D or any higher dimension without healing or clearing out the outdated habits and patterns of the neurons that are used to firing a certain way, there's discord created in the mind and anxiety in the body, right? The more spiritual energy that is absorbed, the more out-of-body travel and psychic dreams are experienced, the more the opposite energy needs to be also experienced, right? That polarity has to be balanced out so that a harmonious balance can be maintained in our field, in our mind and body, right? And this is when it's so important to ground down and be in the body. And it's so important to understand our mind and our body. Otherwise, we are spiritual bypassing and this can be detrimental to the mind, right? There needs to be the opposite grounding energy occurring. And this looks like dropping deeper into the body. And I know that sometimes this is the really hard work and this is really hard to do because this is where the pain is. This is where all the stuff that we've repressed lives and we've ignored or denied or buried or haven't been able to deal with because it's been too immense, right? This is where the buried hurt is. This is where the terror is. I know, I really know this is not easy work and this is what most people avoid. But here on the Twin Flame journey, we are being invited to remember to come into balance and harmony of the all. And that spiritual side that all the divine feminines tap into can help us hold the lower vibration energy, right? 
And this creates the harmony where we can hold the tension of opposites. When we hold both, we achieve harmony. But so often we get dragged down into the lower vibrational energies and we just stay there and think there's no way out or we're just up floating around. But this twin flame journey in ascension is about the balance of both, the harmony of both, the yin and the yang in one circle, in one place, right? Because our soul knows the above. We already know the spiritual realm and multidimensionality. What is being asked? Well, we are activated and we remember our spiritual side and all that is and all that we are. We are being asked and invited to bring that harmony and that knowing into the human body. But this entails many initiations and trials. And there is no quick fix. And I know that this looks differently for everyone. But the balance of polarities needs to be taken into serious account. Just like when we see in the world, there are people who are only in their bodies or only in their minds, and they don't have any connection to spirit or source. I know I see them suffer, right? We see them suffering. We see the imbalance. Well, there is great suffering here in the spiritual and twin flame community because of the mind-body bypass. Now, I'm not saying we're all doing this, but I'm being, I'm being guided to ask us to look at this and see that maybe is there a place where we are, where we need to ground down, where we need to balance out the intense spiritual work we're doing and come back deeper into our body. Because there is no being just spiritual on planet Earth, right? We already are spiritual. We already have the soul, and that's what we recognize in our twin flame, right? There is Earth, and there's gravity, and there's a human body, and there's our mind, and our soul and our spirit lives here on Earth and within us. Because we have the rest of infinity to just be spirit, right? We came down here on Earth to have spirit work through our body and unite with us so that we can unite with the world and our twin flame. So we no longer experience separation. So we come into unity consciousness. But unity consciousness can't be achieved by just the upper realms, right? We so often hear, raise your vibration, raise your vibration. But if we raise our vibration without the unconscious coming on board, right, that there is an imbalance and the unconscious will then even act out more. And so it can be confusing. But if we can go down into our depths, into our quote unquote darkness and shadows and hold what's down there with the love of that spiritual energy and God energy and source energy and love, then we can come into harmony and those lower vibrations can be harmonized, balanced out, seen, loved, and, and it can, we can release what is no longer serving us. So the message is, the higher we ascend spiritually, the more we need to ground down. The more the light fills up our body, the more our body needs to ground down, right? The higher a tree grows, the deeper the roots go. When we connect with nature, it helps us harmonize and balance, right? Sitting on the earth or beach or rock, hugging a tree, gardening, dancing barefoot, practicing yoga, tai chi, qigong, letting nature show you the sacred geometry of the world and letting your body align with this right? All this information we get from the Twin Frame community is useful and helpful, but all of this also needs to be balanced out in the body and in life in 3D. Until the body has cleared out the unconscious and subconscious beliefs and patterns and woundings that aren't serving us, and until the mind has quieted down the ruminating and habitually going into the past or future, 
and rerunning the programs that aren't helping us. Until these things happen, our body needs extra help grounding down. But when mind and body can align and balance the polarity of the higher dimension, the higher dimensionality of your spirit, and the lower dimensions of the vibrations here on earth, then we will ascend. Then you will ascend. Because I know it's easier to get lost in other galaxies and be aware of the magical psychic realms and play in them. I really do. It is amazing and it's a great escape from the world we're living in, right? And yet we live in a magical psychic body. And yet so often or ever, we don't tune into our organs, right? There's an entire universe operating inside of us. And yet it can often be easier to look outside for the answers. But what I do know is that all we need to know is within us, right? Our body is a microcosm of the universe. And the twin flame journey invites us to go within, to heal what is no longer serving us. And we can start with our hearts. And after we heal all of the unconscious parts of us, then we can get to know the other inside parts of us that work unconsciously, like our autonomic nervous system, right? It controls all the actions we don't have to think about. And we can learn to connect with that. We can learn to connect with our digestion, with our liver, with our kidneys. We can learn to be conscious of all parts of our body. And when we do this, we can consciously bring light to all parts of us. And when we understand and harmonize with our bodies and our mind from this place, we create a safe container, which is our masculine grounding polarity. So then we can soar in our feminine playground and play in other dimensionalities safely. So I hope that has been helpful. As always, please only take what resonates. Now, if you're looking for a group support, we have a private Facebook group called Alchemical Souls. You can find that under groups and our soul sister Molly will let you in. And then you can enjoy the support and expansion that uh, being with a group can create. And if you feel called to share your Twin Flame story, you can email me in text form your story and I will read it. Or you can send me a voice recording about five to ten minutes long to twinflametransformation11 at gmail.com. And now join me as we listen to our next beautiful, powerful, and vulnerable Twin Flame Share. I've had my story written out for a couple of months now, but Michelle's most recent podcast on the Equinox prompted me to follow through with the share, especially because I realized that tomorrow, March 20th, will mark the three-year anniversary of meeting my twin. It was March 2020, the start of the COVID quarantine. I joked with my friends about downloading Hinge so I could at least talk to men during these lonesome times. It was my first time really on a dating app since college, and I was reminded very quickly how much I disliked it. Just a few days into quarantine and my dating app experience, and I hadn't matched with anyone. I stopped initiating likes, waiting to see who would like me. If I did come across a guy I would potentially like, I just closed out of the app and would wait to see if he liked me. And that's exactly what happened five days into quarantine on Friday, March 20th. He liked my profile and I recognized him as being a guy I had closed out of the app for because I would potentially like him. We matched and he immediately messaged me. We bantered about quarantine, 
about our dogs, music, and traveling. We very quickly exchanged numbers, and the next day, he was already hinting towards a date. It was the start of the pandemic, so no way was I about to meet up with a random guy in person. I suggested a FaceTime dinner date. He thought I was joking, but when I was actually serious, he agreed. And so, six days into quarantine, we had a FaceTime dinner date that lasted nearly three hours. We spoke about our shared interests in music, sports, being outdoors, traveling, our love for sustainability and the environment. Interestingly enough, my dog was acting up during the entirety of this FaceTime. It's almost like she knew. We ended the call suggesting we get together for a hike. It turned out that we lived less than 10 minutes away from each other. He had somewhat recently moved to my area, but his family had roots there in the town that I grew up and was currently in. I remember getting off that call and journaling about how shook I felt that I just met this seemingly amazing human who shared so many of my values. The Friday evening we first connected and that Saturday night right after my date, my body was pulsing with energy and I could barely sleep. Looking back at it now, every part of me, even my dog, recognized his soul. The entire week that followed was probably the best week of my entire life. We met a few days later in person for a hike. On the drives and the hike, I felt nervous, but there was also something really comfortable about it. That date led to a home-cooked dinner date the next night, and I'll never forget how it felt to kiss him for the first time. We then spent alternating nights of the weekend at each other's places. Before spending the first night together at his place, I wanted my dog to meet him and his dog in a space that felt safe to her because she wasn't really comfortable with strangers. And yet the moment we all came into contact, she acted like she had known him and his dog all along. For the first few weeks of quarantine, we were nearly inseparable. We spoke about how crazy this all was. I had never experienced someone as thoughtful and interested in me than he was. I had exclaimed to him and to friends that I had never felt so calm and confident about someone. I didn't know the term twin flames at the time, but I did truly feel that I had manifested him into my life as my perfect partner. Of course, as the story goes, the dust did settle, and shortly after I experienced him pulling away, which activated all of my insecurities. He seemed to want to handle his stuff on his own, while I desperately wanted to be there to help him. That was always the role I took on, the helper, the teacher, the fixer. But he wanted his time and space and would emerge when he was ready. That was the start of our separations. It led to a brief break before we came back together for a short few weeks until we separated again for what seems like for good. He found out that he would be switching careers and moving to a new state, so there was no sense in starting something serious. I was devastated, but working with my longtime Reiki healer to cut the cord and begin moving on. We ended up having a really disappointing falling out, and I really thought I'd never have anything to do with him again, though at the same time, I still had some kind of knowing. Lo and behold, just another month or so after, we ended up coming back into contact. He found some random things of mine, and he wanted to return them and also apologize for the way things had turned out. He came over and we spoke. I'd never experienced being so angry with someone, yet at the same time wanting to be held by them. When I told him that, he responded, you feel that too? It took some time and many heartfelt conversations, but we began a committed relationship, even though we knew he'd be moving to another state in four months. 
It was still COVID time, so we were spending so much time, just the two of us together, or with a small group of our friends. Every moment we'd spend together, we'd always manage to have so much fun. Time would fly, and I was never more present than I was with him. Our relationship wasn't always perfect. I noticed that he would get really down on himself over little things. He would shut down at times, be reluctant to express himself emotionally, or not want to share any challenges that he was facing with his family. He always suppressed it all. Nonetheless, we were happy together, and as we approached his move date, he did a great job at including me along the way. We both felt confident about us. It felt like he was moving to a new city that we could explore together when I visited, and not that he was just moving away to a new place without me. He settled in. We had a week planned for when I would first visit him, and while I felt sad, I also had felt very grateful to have had all the time I did with him and excited about what laid ahead. The week that I visited him was crazily the week of the historic freeze in Austin, Texas, which meant a full week of us indoors with no electricity, like quarantine which we were used to, but even more limited. While I loved having all that time to spend with him, that was the first time that I realized my insecurities started creeping back in, and we began to face some serious conflict. We left that week on a positive note, but I could feel him start to pull away after that. The months that followed were some of the worst months ever for me. He expressed that he really needed to figure out how to be happy and that he couldn't be in a relationship while doing so. We went in circles for the following months, me grasping for straws trying to hold on to this relationship that I wanted so badly. But at the same time, he wasn't able to fully let me go, so we spent months talking in circles trying to find a common ground and not being able to do so. One major gift I noticed when my TF came into my life was that because of him, I felt more motivated than ever to become a better version of myself. During this time especially, I was really asking all of the questions about how to become more trusting and secure in my relationship and how to heal my insecurities. At the end of May 2021, beginning of June 2021, I had been listening to some podcasts and two different times for the first time ever, I heard the word Twin Flames. Something about it piqued my interest, and when I searched the term into Google, it absolutely blew my mind. I had no doubt in my mind that he was my twin flame. I had become a Reiki healer around the same time, so as I began pairing my own Reiki healing with various meditations and activations, I went down the rabbit hole of searching for more and more information. I chose not to share this information with him because we were still in the process of trying to find a middle ground and never getting there. And that's when I met Michelle. I had come across her podcast in August of 2021 and scheduled a session with her. That was the start of my inner child healing journey, the journey of healing my deep-seated abandonment wounds stemming from my physical abandonment as a two-month-old infant. It all made sense. I started using everything I was experiencing in my relationship with him as a mirror to my inner world. He and I were still messily trying to find a middle ground The last time I saw him to date was December of 2021 for my birthday. I had felt that we were finally coming to the end of our separation, that union would be coming, but to my surprise, he still expressed that he wasn't ready for a relationship. That was the last time I saw him, and that was the last time we've had a conversation, more than a few text exchanges here and there. In this past year plus, I've been deeply committed to my healing and self-discovery journey. I haven't dated anyone else because the thought of being with someone else was unfathomable. 
I've been working so intently on healing my wounds. I started my own spiritual business and energy healing as a Reiki master and spiritual teacher. I retired from my career of six years in teaching and I've been gearing up to move across country in the coming months. I think of him every single day without fail. Some days it's just a passing thought. I've tried to get back into contact with him a few different times, but each time there's usually a response or two with nothing following. I'm finally at a part in my journey over the past year where I don't anxiously chase him. The first episode of Michelle's new season, where the first person shared her twin telling her that his running had nothing to do with her, struck a chord with me. The last emotional text I received from my twin was in July, when he told me that he wanted me to know that none of this was because of me. He had zero belief in himself. Amongst many other things, though, he would always remember me for how we were on the same wavelength. Thinking about him and talking about him still brings me to tears at times though I've gotten to a point in my journey where I'm not constantly pining for him. I did reach out to him a few months ago, looking to catch up. He knows I've been preparing for a new move, but he hasn't reciprocated the readiness to even have a text or phone conversation. The thing is, I finally understand that this journey isn't necessarily about coming into physical romantic union with your twin. As I am gearing up to move to a new city, I'm finally keeping an open mind about dating and meeting new people. I haven't dated in my healing era, and I'm ready to explore what conscious partnership is like. I've received some feedback in past sessions that my twin is not on the same frequency as me, and while that makes me feel sad, I've come to understand and begin to truly accept that while we are each other's soul match, our human selves are and can possibly remain on different wavelengths. I still have this feeling and knowing that we'll be brought back together, but I'm committed right now to living in the present moment. If someone told me a year or two ago that this is where we'd be now, I probably would have been paralyzed with grief. I wouldn't have been able to accept it. However, a year plus of deep commitment to myself and my healing and leading with trust and intuition have led me here to the happiest, most self-loving, whole and embodied version of myself. I know that I am exactly where I'm meant to be, even when I have my days, like the day I wrote this story and even today as I'm sharing it. Of course, I want him to be the person I spend the rest of my life with in physical union, but I try to look at everything that he has done for me so far. He was the catalyst for my spiritual awakening and healing journey. He is the reason I first sought to become a better version of myself. I am completely amazed that one single person can have that great of an impact on someone. Aside from my mother adopting me, he gave me more than anything I could have asked for. Because of him, I have been unraveling everything I thought I knew about love, and because of him, I know unconditional love. I look forward to the day when we can have a heartfelt conversation, and I can share all of this wild journey with him, but until then, I intend on being in my flow and to opening myself up to whatever is meant for me. This journey has been the most challenging and heartbreaking, yet enlightening and empowering experience than I ever could have imagined, and I am forever grateful for him my TF. Thank you, Michelle, for being the guiding light in my journey and for giving us a space to share our stories.